Welcome back, everybody, to the Reflex Blue Show. I'm your host, Donovan Beery, and we're here with Season 10, Episode 1, with Justin Aarons of Rule 29. Justin, how is you it, doing? Is it Season 10 already? Right? It's Season 10. We, we, got all, we got all new graphics. Congratulations, which, man. That's which, awesome. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's not even including the old uh, two-plus seasons of the Be A Design cast. So we've been, I've somehow been doing this. November was 11 years of this. Wow. Yeah, I know. Awesome. It's crazy. Now, you've got a little show going well, on. Well, thanks for – yeah, we do. But before we go there, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. It's good to uh, it's good to hear your voice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's always great to have Justin on. How's, how's your how's your <laughs> podcast going over there, the de- design of – I mean, I mean I'm, I've got great guests like Justin Aarons, and you're slumming it with, like, Alice Cooper. Right. Yeah, it's true. You know what? It, it's going well. It is a lot more work than we had anticipated, which you're very familiar with. You know, we try to do a show a month. We'd love to do two shows a month. We just can't seem to find the bandwidth to do it and have it, you know, be edited at some level. But so far, so good. You know, we started doing it because, well, A, we, we are huge consumers of podcasts here. And B, we were interested in exploring getting to know more people in our in our orbit and hearing their stories and see if, seeing if that can make us, you know, even better storytellers and having that a part of our marketing mix. So... It's been um, it's been really fun. By doing a podcast, you learn so much, especially when you have great people on that know so much more than than you'd ever know. I mean, just being able to sit and chat with them is is highly educational. Yeah, and you know, coming up is a is I think the How Conference in Chicago, and that was the first time we actually were seriously um, kicking around. And I think we're on your show, and you're giving us some advice as far as like you know what what uh, software and, and equipment access to get. And so, thank you for that. Oh, not a problem at all. And I mean, we did the opposite. We did the opposite of what you asked or told us, but that is probably the smartest thing you've probably ever done. Like, <laughs> but but actually, the, the advice I tell everyone if if you want to know anything about starting up your own show is to do something you enjoy, because otherwise you'll do two episodes and you'll and you'll be done. Yeah, it's true. Just the amount of work and and preparation, editing, development, etc. You know, I mean, you could just record it and let it go, and that's fine. There's no harm in that. The interview never really goes that way. It's never, you know, kind of linear in that sense. Um, ours seem to kind of trail off a little bit because we really want to have a genuine conversation. And, uh, you know, our, our podcast is all about just trying to understand the, the process or the path that, that got people to where they are, got them going on the passion to, that they're passionate about or whatever that side project they're working on. Or, you know, we just interviewed someone for season three that was she was a division one athlete pretty amazing woman she's just really incredible and someone goes hey you should go on american ninja warrior we thought was interesting you ever watch that show yeah actually we my my wife my wife watches it a bit and it's one of the the shows that's not animated that our four-year-old daughter will will hang on to so so she now jumps from couch to ottoman to other couch and such and and you know tries to be a ninja warrior every now and then. She's four. She's got she's probably got better moves than I do already. Yeah, that's that's a perfect example. And she probably does, by the way. Um, no, but it was one of those things where she just tried out for the fun of it. She ended up getting on the show, only got to the, like the second obstacle, and then she actually fell. And then her segment got cut. But she was so blown away by the community, the the process, the training that all of those athletes go through that it's it's totally changed her life. And so we interviewed her about kind of how she got like and what the future is. I don't know. It was pretty interesting. So we look for, you know, unique stories like that because I think it also plays into what we do as far as being aware and listening to, to what's in front of you so we can help figure out how to communicate that. 
No, that's fantastic. You mentioned that, that you kind of came up with this idea of your podcast. And, and where, where do people go to get your podcast again for those for those who aren't already subscribed? Yeah, you can go to our website, designofpodcast.com, or you can also search for Design Of in the iTunes podcast uh, app or store. Okay, fantastic. And and speaking of the How Conference, you're, it's actually we're, we're coming down to Chicago to visit you. Is that what I hear? That's what, yeah, that's what's happening. You're coming over, right? We're having a little party at my house. We might. I mean, I mean, I might just crash it regardless. We'll see, we'll see how this goes down. So, but but it's it's, that, that it's, more, it's a little early this year. It's like the first first week of May or something. Yeah, it is. Yep. I may have to bring you like a Mayday basket filled with like photos of myself or something. <laughs> really. Uh, it is really early this year. It seems like it's getting earlier every year. Yeah, soon it's going to be so early that there'll be one and it'll just run directly into the next one. It's going to be fantastic. It'll be like a double how conference. <laughs> yeah, no, that, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to have you all back to uh, our town. And we're going to, there's lots of great things already planned. You know, we get to be the cause event. Wheels of Water gets to be the cause again for uh, the conference. That's really exciting. We're looking forward to sharing that with uh, the how crowd. And, and, and for those of you who remember our, our podcast from when we were there two years ago, when you walked into the convention center, it was, boom, it was the wheels for water directly. I mean, you had a great booth situation. And you had it set up to where people could bicycle and, and then money would be donated, like stationary bicycle. There wasn't, there wasn't a full track in there, obviously. And then money would be donated to, uh, to wheels for water. Will, will something similar being set up? Because if, if you have that old bike that you had with the where you know you ro- rotated and it played the vinyl turntable, I've got the Enrique Iglesias Hero Dance remix on vinyl. I can bring that down so you can listen to that all day long. Oh, that's good. You know, we're trying to figure out what to do different, but that was such a big hit, and I guess there are so many new attendees every year to How. We will probably have some dimension of that because sponsors really enjoy bringing people into our booth and being able to message them, but also you know donating to the cause. So we will probably have some bike element there, and we will have some additional items for sale that uh, we're getting donated. So every dollar goes to the effort. It goes right to the field. Um, we're working again for several villages instead of just one village, several villages in Uganda. So that'll be pretty exciting. And then uh, we're trying to also host some rides in the morning for those who want to come out and uh, ride their bikes, see the city a little bit. And uh, it's going to be a great time. And, and last time I think you were promoting like you, you're doing a California stretch with the Wheels for Water and you bike down the entire – and for those who are unfamiliar, Wheels for Water is a charity you started – and you obviously do all your company does all the design work for, but it's to raise money for to give people lifetime access to water in Africa that would not not get them. And is it the northeast area of Africa? Yeah, so it's it's uh, it's actually an event that we started. It supports uh, a nonprofit called Life Water, and they work all over the world, but primarily in Asia and and Africa. And we had just adopted Uganda. Um, there's a lot of need there, and we've been there several times to document the results, and so. This is, again, in eastern Uganda. Uh, last year, we helped thousands of people get education, safe water, and sanitation um, access. And this year, we are trying to raise as much money in one year as we have in the three years combined. So to date, we've raised uh, enough to serve 6,000 Ugandans, just over 6,000. And we're hoping by the time we're done writing this year, we'll have helped over 10,000. And so just to challenge ourselves a little bit, we're kind of calling this year 10 days for 10,000. So we're going to ride from San Diego to Florida 
in 10 days in a form of a relay. So I'd get up in the morning, I'd ride 100 miles, then the next guy would ride 100 miles, another guy would run 100 miles, we'll take a little break, and then we do it again. So we need to ride just over 300 miles a day to be able to complete that task. So it's going to be, uh, it's going to be quite the adventure. Wow. That's San Diego to Florida. So that's, that's, that's quite a distance. Yeah, it's 3,000 some miles. I, I actually don't remember yet, but I'm sure I'll have it memorized by the time I get on my bike. <laughs> All right. We look forward to seeing that. What's, what's your talk on it how this year, Justin? You know, uh, right now it's titled uh, Good is Good for Business. And it's really an evolution of just some of the things I've been working on uh, when it comes to uh, doing things at your company, both internally, culturally, that make it a quote unquote good place to work and uh, doing uh, work that also you could deem as as good and how all those things come together to make you a more attractive organization. And then I'll hit on I'll hit on some other things too that have been really personal the last year or so. Just how to avoid burnout and you know overcommitting and stuff. It seems like a lot of people I've talked to. 2016 was not a great year, and so just want to share some of the things that we've done and and uh, what we're doing to make it a great year and how that all makes you a more attractive organization. And when you say it wasn't a great year, is is, is that? I mean, is that is that amount of work wise? Is that the quality of the work they did? Is it the clients they worked with? Yeah, I think it's a combination. It's everything from you know working a lot harder for less work, bad employee scenarios or turnover, or difficulty finding new employees, to just feeling like it was a grind and really really taxing. That's what it felt like, you know, a little bit for me and for some of my team. And then you know other people are just saying that they feel. You know, they're trying to do great work and, you know, they keep getting massive pushback and that's just, you know, takes that out of you over time. So it's kind of a combination of all those things. And then, you know, what we can do to, you know, curb that as much as possible. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. Well, we're going we're gonna to take a break. We'll be right back with Justin Ahrens. Justin, hey, since we've last spoke on the show, and and, I, and actually I think in person you you had mentioned that this was going to happen, but it's it looks like you're on the AIG National Board now. I am. Can you believe it? Uh, actually, no, I'm no, I actually excited. cannot believe it. I figured all of the letters <laughs> I and and my friends wrote would have kept you off of it, but but that did not. Yes, yeah, that's why I didn't use you as a as a reference. By the way, <laughs> that's probably probably a good idea. So one 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 key advice: if you ask someone to be a reference, you can always say. And could I understand that you'd be a good reference? <laughs> yeah, it's important to ask that question. You, you know, and I'm really, all jokes aside, I'm really excited. AIJ has been such an important part of my career. It's been, uh, I mean, that's actually how I met you. So maybe it's not been great yeah, all I mean, the time. We met, but we met at a, at a they, back, I don't think they've done one since even, but, but at a Midwest leadership retreat where they had like four or five states get together. And, and I think you came here to... Maybe, or maybe we met in, in Des Moines. Yeah, no, that's yeah, that's how, yeah, exactly Des how we Des met. Moines, and then, yeah. yeah, and then we had a board retreat, you know, the annual board retreat, which was great. So um, I got to go back to my first one uh, this year in years, and it was just, it was just, it was wonderful. I, I missed, that was one of the things I missed the most about being on the board, was getting together with other chapter leaders and, and just kind of talking about the state of our um, profession and going from there. To be on the board with a lot of other great board of directors and you know, I'm on a, a team slash task force to help continue to define 
define and reframe uh, what design for good means uh, nationally and all of the things that, that are going on. I mean, AIG has so many incredible programs happening and uh, it's, it's with the new, with Julie Anster, the new director, it just needs, there's this new energy and uh, it's just really exciting time to be a part of the organization as it's, as it's figuring out its next, its next steps. No. And I mean, there's something about, and there's also with that leadership retreat, it's like everyone there is, is as passionate as you are about design. And that's, that's hard to find in a, in a group like that. And so it, and you also all have like an instant camaraderie because you're all dealing with the same issues with chapters or they all relate and you can kind of help each other. And, and so you have a lot in common with people and, and you make, and you make what will become lifelong friends out of those events. Yeah, it's, it's well said. I mean, I think, you know, at the last retreat, I saw a bunch of people I hadn't seen since I was bored. And, you know, it was just like yesterday to see them again. It just really was uh, very cool. You know, as, you know, we evolve, you know, with, uh, new chapters and with other things out there, you know, like creative mornings and, you know, TEDx's and all that sort of thing. What are some additional ways that, uh, AIJ can provide inspiration, leadership, um, resources, you know, the conference is annual again, which is, is pretty great. I think, uh, I, I personally miss that, um, opportunity to, to do that every year. So yeah, I mean, for those who maybe haven't paid attention to AIJ for a while, you know, um, there, we have the new design observer relationship, which is pretty great, um, where that's an official part of AIGA now. So, uh, yeah, there's just a lots of lots of great things going on nationally that I think um, over the next will be really refreshing. No, we look forward to it, and I and I do know that that since when you're on the board, there always are subcommittees, and and so it'll be interesting to see what you do with the with the design for good and and bring that forward because it's been around a while. Um, and it's something that, that I think is important and that will continue to be important. Yeah, no, I agree. And what's great about that whole thing is there's a lot smarter people on the, on the committee. So it's um, going to be even better than I could even imagine. Okay, well, that's fantastic. We're going to take one final break, and we'll be right back with uh, Justin Aarons. So, Justin, we always talk about designed for good and you and I know you've been working with like life and abundance and stuff what what was it what was the initial reason you got into this these these type of projects and started to seek them out or did they seek you out is it something that you actually purposely headed to was there an event that caused you to be like hey I might actually want to do good yeah well I think I was very, very interested to do, to figure out if I could do that kind of work and get paid for it you know I think a lot of creatives we do nonprofit pro bono work because it's one of those things we do because we want to give back and maybe we don't have the opportunity to do that kind of work on our day to day and so you know you'll pick a cause or something you're really passionate about and contribute you know in a in a form that uh, often organizations can't afford or don't put enough money behind so as we started doing that we were slowly getting um tapped on the shoulder by organizations that we had tried to work with forever so for example, I remember sharing um, at an uh, Allstate insurance pitch. We were trying to get a particular project, and uh, we ended up not getting it. And I was really bummed out. My contact connected me with their foundation, and we ended up doing a little campaign on domestic violence, and then also one about texting and driving. And uh, although neither of them are, you know, super happy subjects, it was really wonderful to work on something that was so important 
and do great work and get paid for it. <laughs> you know, it's just right. like, wow, this really does exist. And so, I mean, that, that is, that, that is really opened up client, our eyes right? to, yeah, I mean, for us it is, yeah, it may not be for everyone, you know? And so we thought, Hey, how can we continue to, you know, find those? And, and for us, we didn't want, we don't want all of our work to be that. It's just something that we're really passionate about. So we'd love to have more of our work be that, or when we do that work, get paid for it. You know, we started just, you know, looking more and more at, at organizations and, uh, talking about how important we thought it was and lo and behold you market it right and you start getting opportunities so right now we do a lot of work for um, unicef which is really great um we're excited about that um we, we work with one of the fastest growing veterans organizations called uh, team red white and blue i they saw help, uh, a veterans. team red white and blue t-shirt a couple people wearing them walking down the street on my way to work a few months ago and i was like what it's a little crazy because I'm like, I, I <laughs> yeah, love that guy's shirt. Yeah, no, it's pretty, it's pretty great. In fact, I was at um, one of my daughter's uh, basketball games, and this guy had a, a sweatshirt on. I was oogling, and he, I think I freaked him out. So I wanted to talk to him and say, "Hey, where'd you get that shirt? You know, how'd you find out about the organization?" And um, I think I creeped him out. But yeah, so that's really exciting. You know, that's led to uh, some great opportunities. Like right now, we're working with the Make a Wish Foundation. Um, what's coming up with that? Uh, I can't wait to share with you what we're doing for them. And, you know, but we still pick certain organizations that we give back to. So uh, right now we are working with um, an organization called Bright Star Community Outreach, and they're developing what's called the Turn Center. Pretty amazing. Uh, basically, these aid workers slash counselors help these families deal with the reality of violence uh, and, you know, all the things that go on in that kind of hostile region of the world. And this process had a name to it and a methodology, and he's sitting there looking at it. He's like, man, I could take this to you back to my neighborhood, back to inner city Chicago. There was just so much violence and had a preventative, you know, approach and also, you know, how to help families cope through verbal abuse, domestic abuse, you know, obviously people getting shot, killed, et cetera, et cetera, you know, from, from the whole gamut. And so he is turning this whole methodology into something that he hopes to take around to the country and some of the tougher spots in the country. And so we're really excited to be a part of that, see where that goes. So yeah, we we did we do the whole whole range of work, but the vast majority of our work with organizations that make the better, that just make the world better, are are paid, and um, that's and paid well. It's not like we're we don't give them all a discount. You know, some of them you know are just like any other for profit client. So that's that's pretty wonderful. Now, how do you, and, how do you uh, go we feel about really that? Fortunate. I know, I know, if because I'm assuming some places would would give them a, quite a bit of a discount. So how do you go about convincing a client that may not need to pay your rate? that you, you are worth that? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, for us, really what uh, what we do is we just talk about the investment. You know, I, I mean, I think we get that, but, you know, we sit down and say, okay, you want to attract so many donors, you want them to be engaged, you want them to X, Y, or Z. And in order for them, you know, to do that, then you need to have a sound strategy and a great brand and the tools necessary to get them to go there. So, you know, we kind of show them that, you know, it's it's not only a means to an end, but it's really, in a lot of ways, the physical manifestation of of that of that organization, you know, don't you think? And we'll go through the, the, the whole thing and, and show them other case studies and, and you know, what happens when you um, invest into that. We, we slowly, you know, change their minds and sometimes we sit down with them and help them budget for it because we're like, hey, you know what, we're not a right fit for you, but 
you know, in the future, when you're working with a firm, you really need to plan for it because of all the reasons we just outlined. Uh, we, we help, we help them figure that out. And so it's, it's hard to say no to something you're really passionate about. I totally get that. So you have to make sure you're building parameters and for yourself to make sure you can make the right decisions, especially when you're emotional. You know, you want to see an organization do more. So, um, we, we, we have our own little set of standards of things that have to be present for us to, to do that project. And then second, we, we help them budget for it and we're just really transparent uh, about, um, you know, what we do and what, and what we think it's worth. No, that's fantastic. And, and I think, I think it's also one of these things where I assume if you do more than just a one-off project, they probably assume that you're not going to donate work every week for the rest of your life. So they probably need, if they want any bit of consistency, I assume you, you, there is some sort of budget needed anyway. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, no, they'll all assume that they can do that forever unless you make sure you bring it up. You know, because I mean, I think a lot of nonprofits get in this um, stereotyping, of course, um, get into this sort of mindset of, um, well, at least I'll ask, at least, you know, the worst they can do is say no. And so often, or, or not ask, and they'll just keep doing it. So, you know, I think it's important to make sure you, you uh, outline, you know, what you're, what you're doing. And, and again, just to continue to create value for them to understand the investment you're making. Because, you know, I can't pay my team with, you know, nice feelings or uh, a great donor engagement for someone. You know, I, I gotta, I have to also be responsible for my bottom line. And so I think it's just good to have those conversations. No, no, and, and I, I think that's that's always key is just open communication and 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 that you guys both there's a beneficial benefits to both sides. Well, Justin, we really appreciate you being on the show and look forward to an early May Day. Do I, do I have to bring you a May basket if I if I come down there to your house or something? Since it's, since it's just just, just wear your well, just wear your white shoes. That's when you can wear them, right? After May Day. That could be. That could be. That could very much be it. So. I don't know. I don't think those rules re- apply anymore. All right. All right. Well, we appreciate it on the show, and we'll, we'll be in touch soon. Thanks, Justin. Thanks, Donovan. The Reflex Blue Show with Donovan Beery is hosted at 36point.com. Music by DustLab. Find out more at myspace.com slash DustLab.